From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, December 20th. I'm Sarah Reif. The Great Redwood Trail has had a string of successes this year. The Surface Transportation Board, the federal entity that regulates railroads, has rebuffed efforts by local and out-of-state rail interests that wanted to use the line for its original purpose. Two months ago, the board ruled that the Great Redwood Trail Agency will be allowed to rail bank the track from Willits to Eureka, or build the trail directly on top of it by filling it in with dirt and aggregate. Senator Mike McGuire announced that the state is awash in funds for trail projects. He hopes neighboring landowners will benefit from the increased economic activity he expects from outdoor recreation, but lawsuits are proliferating. Almost 300 landowners with property adjacent to the future trail in Mendocino, Humboldt, and Trinity counties are suing the federal government to compensate them for land they say was taken from them by the Surface Transportation Board's order. They believe the trail will reduce the value of their property by using it for a purpose that has nothing to do with the original railroad easement, which they claim was terminated when the line was abandoned. Thor Hearn is a lawyer representing 16 landowners in Mendocino and Humboldt counties. He's taken rails-to-trails cases all over the country in what's become a specialized area of jurisprudence. Without this federal order, these owners would have enjoyed unencumbered title to their land, and they would have enjoyed the right to use their property and exclude others from it. But because of this federal agency order, there is now a new public rail trail corridor easement across their land, and the uh, federal government has not compensated them, so they file a claim for that compensation. The Supreme Court has said they're entitled to be paid in the Court of Federal Claims. And what about owner liability? Like if they have something like an attractive nuisance on their property or if they have livestock that menaces people who are walking on the trail or if they have, you know, a bunch of junk lying around. I actually had a case in Sarasota that involved a junkyard. You would think of an auto salvage yard. And the trail went through it in a way that then exposed it to the public. And what the owner found was that people were coming in and stealing things, but he also had additional liability. He had to go buy additional video surveillance equipment, build additional fence. So again, this can be very property specific, but all of those are factors that should be taken into account when you decide how much money the federal government must pay each specific owner. And you mentioned access. Can you go into that a little bit more? Because it seems like access to roads, you know, we're thinking about human access, but then there's also the need for animals to access resources. In this case, we have many properties that are along the river and the rail line, the abandoned rail line and now Great Redwood Trail, uh, runs a lot between the river and the rest of the property. So what that does is that restricts the access to the river. And we've had many cases where the uh, trail corridor now prevents any access to some of the adjoining, even valuable parts of the property, leaves it landlocked. And so that, and they need it for either pasture or for cattle or for uh, whatever use they want. Um, you sometimes the government has to pay for the full value of that landlocked parcel. The question I would ask of each owner is, what do you think a buyer of your property would pay for it now in this condition? So a reasonable, rational, intelligent buyer coming along and saying, hey, uh, I'd like to buy your property. Can I, in looking at your property, can I access the river? 
oh, what about this driveway that crosses the corridor? Can I use it? Do I have a legal right to use it in the future? Uh, those are the kind of questions that really should be considered to make sure each owner is fairly and fully compensated. And have you found that the presence of the trails always reduces the value of the property, or does it ever make the property more desirable? I have not yet found a case where it's made it more desirable or more valuable. In fact, that question's a good one because the government, in a case I recently won in uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in Covington, Georgia, made the argument that, hey, even though we took this public corridor across your property, your property is more valuable on the marketplace because people would like to have access to this public amenity, a biking, hiking trail. And so we don't really owe you any money. For some people, they had a corridor that ran literally 10 feet below their bedroom window, but they said, but now look at how wonderful it is because you can just walk right onto the corridor with your bicycle and you don't have to drive and park a car to, to go hiking or biking. And the judge literally laughed at that argument and said, no, you've taken this from the property owner. And the most important factor the Supreme Court has found when we talk about value of private property is one of the most fundamental rights is the right to exclude others from your land. It's that right of privacy. It's that right of control. And the fact that the public now has this access to your property is taking from the owner one of the most fundamental rights that they have as an owner of property, and for that, the federal government must pay the owner. Hearn just filed his suit earlier this month, and it's been assigned to a federal judge. The next steps are to make sure the landowners really do own the properties, and then to determine their values, which typically involves several rounds of expert appraisals. He doesn't have a solid range for the dollar amount of the claims, but says it can be millions of dollars per property. The Surface Transportation Board does not comment on pending litigation, and the Great Redwood Trail Agency did not respond to our request for comment. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.